Hi, welcome to Wake Up, The Truth About Alexa. I'm Lauren Johnson, founder of Alexa is a Human. On this podcast, you will hear true personal stories from people worldwide sharing the impact that Alexa as a wake word has had on them. You will hear expert opinions in fields such as technology, education, psychology, and more. We will dive into corporate ethics and responsibility, name bombardment, and how Amazon's choice to use a human name as a wake word is causing young children, teens, and women to experience severe bullying, sexual harassment, suicidal ideation, name changes, anxiety, therapy, identity erasure, and more. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everyone uh, to today's episode. I am genuinely thrilled to have Bradley on uh, selfishly because we haven't spoken live uh, since the last Project Voice Live, which is in 2020, but more importantly, because he is a uh, true thought leader in the AI industry, and I really value his insight on many subjects in addition to the ones we'll talk about today, and I'm sure that listeners will um, gain some value as well. So Bradley Metrock, thank you for being on with us today. For those who don't know Bradley, uh, he has um, he's the CEO of Score Publishing and of Project Voice. He's been featured by the Harvard Business Review and in Forbes, amongst others. And he also has a weekly newsletter, which is appropriately named This Week in Voice. And you can actually see it right behind him if you're <laughs> viewing video. Um, so Bradley, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, the, you know the difference, I think, with some other podcasts in the tech industry is that listeners for this show or for this podcast rather will be both people inside tech and outside of tech. So could you introduce who is Bradley Metrock and what is it that you do? Yeah, now Lauren, I appreciate you inviting me on and it's an honor to be joining you. So I'm Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of Project Voice and uh, we do a lot of things to accelerate the adoption of voice technology and conversational AI. We have a uh, media and content arm that Score Publishing has kind of been folded into. We call this now Project Voice Media Group. And this is where all of our media and content sits. This is where our events sit. You know, we do events all over the country. Uh, fortunately, <clears throat> increasingly in person these days. Uh, and, uh, you know, we bring people together. We cultivate community. And, and um, <clears throat> there's a lot of value in that. The other thing we do is uh, we have a healthy consulting arm. Uh, the main program we have there is called Project Voice Catalyst, in which we work with companies ranging from, hey, I started this in a garage uh, two weeks ago, all the way up to, hey, I'm publicly traded on NASDAQ now, um, that are born native to voice and AI and help them with all sorts of things. And uh, from, you know, product management and ideation to customer acquisition to uh, sometimes finding investors to all sorts of stuff. So we, we stay busy. And um, the other thing I got my hands in is we're in the process of standing up a $20 million venture capital fund, uh, me and a partner of mine out in Los Angeles, uh, that will specifically invest in early stage voice and AI companies. Uh, that's called Project Voice Capital Partners. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I stay busy. Uh, fortunately, it's stuff with, you know, I enjoy and uh, it's great to be joining you. Yeah, you're mastering multitasking, it sounds like. <laughs> you have Something a lot like on that. your plate. I don't know if I say mastering, but uh, doing <laughs> multitasking. 
<laughs> so what what made you get into tech or get into voice? Was it um, was there a motivation behind it? Did you fall into this line of work? What? How did you start in this line in the first place? Yeah, you know, I um, I uh, grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Um, I uh, grew up in the halls of my grandfather's steel and wire business uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and um, you know got a taste of entrepreneurship with that. Um, and, uh, ultimately that business was very successful. It was, uh, for a while not. Um, so I got to see sort of the dynamics of that and, and I enjoyed that. It was, uh, very impactful on me in 2008, I started a separate business unrelated to all this and, uh, ended up selling that business in 2013. And, you know, I sort of had to sit on the sidelines. I couldn't really do anything new. So I, um, started learning new skills. And I'd always been interested in publishing and content creation and ended up creating a little firm around that, which, which was called Score Publishing, and um, which still operates a little bit just kind of behind the scenes, not anything we actually market. But, um, you know, that led me into a lot of trusted relationships with some bigger companies. And we had companies asking us, you know, we were handling a lot of interactive content, doing some interesting things with their messaging. And uh, started getting asked a question around 2016. What's up with Alexa? What is this? <clears throat> what should I be doing with this? What should we be doing with voice, you know, other voice options maybe? Should we be exploring this? Like, uh, what is this? And I said, I don't know. And don't ask me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, but that uh, didn't exactly work out, you know. And the more I learned about voice technology and, and conversational AI and this concept of speaking to computers. You know, I've been a Star Trek fan for my whole life. Um, I was intrigued. And just the fact that it's such an integral part of our humanity, uh, where, you know, even before we're born, when we're born, shortly after we're born, throughout our whole life, you know, we, you know, early in our lives, we have our mother's voice. And that's kind of our instruction manual. Uh, and then we develop an inner voice that guides us for the rest of our life, stands to reason that technology would always arc toward and evolve toward being voice-oriented, voice-driven, you know, what we call voice first. So, you know, after realizing some of these things, I was just uh, now fully in a mode where I'm just learning as much as I can. We start a podcast network. Uh, we do some consulting leading up to what we're doing now. We start some events and that leads up to what we're doing now. And, um, you know, one thing leads to another. And that's, uh, you know, I'm not a PhD. I'm not an engineer. Uh, I didn't, you know, know I'd be in this space like I am. I'm, I'm really a dot connector um, is really my role. And, uh, and also I'm, I'm uh, a learner. And between those two things, uh, a lot of powerful things can be accomplished. And so that's, uh, that's, that's my position. That's an understatement. You've done some incredible work in this field and those in that field, in this field know that. So, um, you know, I think you should give yourself a lot of credit because you've done some incredible work and you've built something really big and uh, it provides value to so many people. So um, thank you for explaining all that. And I guess, you know, for, for those who, who, don't know or haven't heard of um, Bradley, uh, he was arguably the first person in the AI community to um, really reach back out to us and give us a platform to recognize um, the issues that 
Alexa's uh, women and children face. And he was uh, really the first person to give me, give myself or anyone in this mission a platform to speak. And that was at Project Voice. And so I am forever grateful um, for your willingness to listen to sort of, I guess, this side of um, what's happened with the name Alexa. Um, you know, I, so I appreciate, oh yeah, no, I, I appreciated, you know, uh, your courage in coming out and being willing to, to, you know, bang the gong is maybe the appropriate metaphor <laughs> and, you know, start, start to, um, galvanize conversation around the issue. You know, I, you know, you and I have discussed this, uh, previously, you know, I, um, you know, in, in all of the stuff that we do, my company does, um, you know, we, um, have to be on top of as much as we can and, and seeing, you know, what your cause and, and the whole, uh, Alexa is a human concept. You know, my, my initial response was, um, well, I just don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I need more information, um, about this. And, um, you know, is this, uh, what is the, the, what's the motivation here, uh, was really my, um, initial response and come to find out, you know, uh, the motivation is, uh, very pure, you know, you, you've been through some things with this that are, that are not exaggerated. Um, it's just flat out, um, negative outcomes and, uh, who's to say what could or couldn't be avoided. That's another issue is, you know, to what extent that I, that's another issue I personally struggle with, with this is to, to what extent can this be changed? You know, to what extent can, um, Amazon change the name Alexa? And I think what I've come to realize, probably what you've come to realize is, um, it's way bigger than that. Um, because all this is going to do is happen again and again and again and again and again and again. And so the conversations that happen now, um, do have a huge impact. Uh, they have an impact now, but they have a huge and potentially transformative impact on the future. And, uh, and that's, that I think is really exciting. And kudos to you, um, uh, because you're the one who started it. <laughs> well, thank you. No, absolutely. You're right. I mean, you know, someone had asked us, so, um, behind, I guess behind the scenes a little bit. Um, it's not, it's not just me in the very beginning. Yes, it was, it was, but it is formed into a pretty significantly large group of women and children who have experienced similar issues and feel the same way, just trying to right or wrong, basically, you know, like to my knowledge, I don't know anyone that's trying to necessarily sue Amazon. I don't know anyone who is, you know, I mean, there are a few people who are understandably angry about it, but really, you know, the goal is, okay, how can we change this without placing blame? And then to your point, you know, if hopefully, you know, we end up um, being successful with this, then how do we help the next person, you know, whether it's a, whether it's Siri or whether it's the next company that decides to do the same thing, female name, male name, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So understanding, I guess, like you said, long-term, hopefully this helps um, more people in the future. So they don't have to deal with some of the negative outcomes that we've dealt with. Absolutely. So I don't know what, what are your thoughts on 
uh, I don't want to say, is it possible to change? Because I think we all know it's possible to change. But if uh, this is the way I've been thinking about it recently. And from this perspective, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So let's say Amazon has to do essentially a recall, right? So if the product, if the um, if they were sending out products and it was an Echo Dot and it was flammable, or let's say um, it was saying something to a child that was completely inappropriate, or there was something physical about the device that could be harmful to a child or to an adult, there'd likely be a recall, right? But this is something that we can't see. It's mental health. It's, you know, kids who deal with um, suicidal ideation. It is like extreme bullying, sexual harassment, but things that you can't physically see or touch. So I don't know, where do you see that lie? Like, do you, do you see where I'm going with that? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, this issue, um, you know, the issue of mental health is um, a rapidly evolving one. <clears throat> and the issue of child and teenage mental health is also a rapidly evolving one. And, you know, the pandemic um, created a, a really negative situation for a lot of children. Um, you know, you had different parts of the country that responded to COVID differently. You had different individuals that responded to COVID differently. Um, but even within that zone of variance, children are still suffering mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter if you're on the forefront, like I am, of getting my kids back into school. You know, my kids have been in school, you know, my, my child, I shouldn't say kids. I have a 10 year old son, you know, my wife and I do. And, you know, I live in a part of the country where he missed very little school. Other parts of the country, uh, you're still not in school, you know, perhaps. And um, but even with that being the case, everybody has suffered because life has been different. Um, it's been traumatizing um, for everybody. Uh, just because you're back in school, you know, I've seen this just because you're back in school doesn't mean your friend is. So then what? Um, and so mental health. Um, has really kind of bubbled up uh, to the forefront in this environment that we've had the last couple of years. Simultaneously, you know, the Alexa uh, naming issue was to totally unresolved, um, you know, leading into this pandemic period. It was, this conversation was just really getting going. Mm -hmm. And the pandemic in many ways, like so many other things has accelerated that too. So, the way I see it is uh, the reckoning for this issue is way closer than what I thought it was, you know, when you and I first connected, um, where I thought, you know what, maybe this develops over a decade. No, I, th I think it's probably sooner than that. The, the other thing is, I know it, it's hard for people who don't pay attention to this every day to tell, but Alexa... Alexa's on the decline for two reasons. It's on a slight decline because the CEO and visionary of the company is gone. And you just can't um, help but, um, but have some um, letdown 
because the, the new person coming in, you can say whatever you want. They're not going to share Bezos's vision. So it, it maybe it's plateauing a little bit. But the real area of concern for Amazon is the fact that because the attitude of the country has changed toward big tech over the last six to 12 months in a dramatic fashion, that whereas five years ago, an independent voice and AI solution would be looked at with the fact that they're independent being a liability. Now, the fact that they're independent is an asset. And that's been super interesting to watch too. So Amazon is hurt by the fact that people just don't want to deal with them. They don't want to explain to their shareholders or their executive management why they should trust Amazon with their data. They just choose not to even have the conversation increasingly. So you have this convergence of factors, which is leading to sort of a, a uh, Alexa is kind of in stasis. And so it's a good situation for this conversation to occur. And, um, you know, whatever is next is closer than in, what anybody could imagine. Alexa is not going to be with us forever. And it feels like it will, but it won't. Now, the critical thing about Alexa, which almost nobody knows, I know it, because I used to have a conference called the Alexa conference. And before the podcast started, you know, we talked about, um, I was very close to being sued by Amazon. I told the story before I haven't told it in a while, but I was very close to being sued by Amazon over the name. And if that had happened, I would have sued them back and gone hard after, um, you know, I was very prepared to do that. I've got a gazillion lawyers in my life. Uh, my, my wife is an attorney. That's the most expensive lawyer you can have. By the way. <laughs> Um, uh, just uh, FYI on that. So, um, you know, I was, um, I was ready for them, but fortunately, uh, cooler heads prevailed and uh, we ended up changing the name of the Alexa conference and today have a great relationship with them. But uh, I can tell you, Amazon does not do anything unless they are made to. So they aren't going to do anything because, uh, someone woke up one morning and had an epiphany um, or some moral conviction. Uh, not to say those folks are bad folks because they aren't, but right. but they're not, but they're not going to move unless they're at gunpoint. The second thing about it is that, uh, as I learned in the process of doing all that, is that Amazon doesn't just have one trademark and and uh, collection of intellectual property around Alexa. They have two because there was a different uh, web search thing called Alexa for which they also have all the rights to that. So Amazon's relationship to Alexa is way deeper than somebody naming the voice assistant Alexa one day. Um, it goes back much further and it's much more entrenched into the company. So um, those are critical things that are not obvious, but that need to be understood by people who want to evaluate this issue. Mm -hmm. So when I look at it, I don't see much hope for Amazon changing the name of Alexa. What I do see, though, is that eventually Amazon will have the, 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 the wherewithal to have a new voice assistant. Um, there's just a number of reasons that we've already seen. It's hard um, you know, you talked about a recall, like with a physical product, that's a, that's a great 
um, mental image of what this isn't um, and, and the, the difficulties with that. Um, but the other thing it's not is a typical software release where, you know, when you go from version 1.0 to 1.1, you've got some notes out there to the right saying, hey, this, this is different, this is different, this is different, this is different. And you sort of see what you're getting from the team you're working with, the company you're, you're buying from. None of that is true with this. And it's a known problem, this versioning of, of voice assistants. Uh, the changes that are made, the improvements that are made, the features that are added are all very invisible to the users. And nobody likes that. And that's a problem. And so one way to get past that is to continually change the name and change the whole branding. And it's there where your opportunity is um, for everybody who's concerned about the issue is that when Amazon's marketers decide we have a perception we're falling behind, we need to make a change, that is where the opportunity sits in my opinion. Right. No, I totally agree. And it was funny. I know that I, I read um, in your newsletter recently that um, Amazon had done something with Alexa for International Women's Day. And I thought, well, that's kind of ironic. <laughs> you know, a company that's essentially marginalizing women and children is, you know, promoting International Women's Day. So I know that there are people there who are aware of, you know, why this would be an issue, but it's trying to uncover exactly how we can make this change. And, you know, I spoke with someone who's in charge of putting the um, technology in cars, right? So in Ford. And, you know, she had said to me, it's not an issue of coding. It, I mean, that's, I wouldn't say a simple fix, but it's fixable, right? It, it, you could fix that. It's more the branding, right? So it's every, it's the cost of every box, every ad, everything that's gone out with the name on it. And then, you know, some people have compared it to, okay, well, there have been sports teams recently that have been around for a hundred years and they, they've rebranded. So it's possible. But again, to your point, you have to get either the pressure from, I would assume public, or you, there has to be a really good reason for that to happen. Not necessarily, not necessarily just out of the goodness of someone's heart or, you know, the company's heart. So it's a challenge that, you know, we're aware of. And, you know, an another topic that I'd love to hear your opinion on too, is that this isn't just necessarily an issue of Amazon. And I say that because there are so many third parties who carry the technology, right? So there's anyone from like Bose or Sonos and, you know, there, there's all these different technologies. There's wearables, there's speakers, there, you know, it's in the car or, but, to my knowledge, there's at least 700 products where you cannot change the wake word. So, you know, that there may be an angle where we go first, um, you know, to maybe see if we could get the third parties to have a different default name, maybe their own company name, maybe something they prefer. But what, what are your thoughts on that? That's an interesting idea. You know, that's um, if you can push the snowball down the hill and get it rolling, you've got something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and there's different ways to do that. Um, and the way you're describing would be one of them. You know, what, what you don't, what you wouldn't have access to is whatever the legal terms and conditions of the agreement that Amazon has with those third parties is. Um, but, uh, 
you know, Amazon uh, and, and also Amazon's got, you know, like any big company, it's not unique to them. They've got a bad habit of viewing partnerships as fungible. And, uh, you know, if we're not partnering with you, we'll just go partner with you. You know, we're not partnering mm -hmm. with them, we'll partner with them. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, it's uh, they're so large that there's not much that really, really, really matters to them external to the company. Um, I think that uh, it's unfortunate that Jeff Bezos uh, doesn't yet have an adopted daughter named Alexa or something like that. Um, you know, that's, that's the type of thing you need is to me, you, you're the behemoth lo looks out at the landscape and is unmoved, um, by all this little stuff going on. But by God, if it's personal, then you've got a different conversation. And I think that you're on the right track. And this is just me talking, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I've been wrong about a lot, a lot of things. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's uh, I, I think you're you're on the right track to be collecting the data that you are, like your your movement is about um, uh, the death of the Alexa name. Because if you show any objective observer, like a government regulator, for example that um, naming or a third party uh, watchdog organization like Open Voice Network uh, is turning into and, and like some others, um, if you're able to definitively show um, to where a reasonable person believes you that the naming of a mainstream voice assistant um, causes basically the obliteration of a name, <laughs> then it's real easy. The immediate next logical step from that is that the people who have the name already are having a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily know what the problem is, but if, if mamas all over the place are not naming their children this thing, <laughs> then all these people here probably are not positively impacted right. by whatever it is we're talking about. Only an idiot would not agree with that. <clears throat> so that to me is the right, the right evidentiary sort of walk to where, you know, because what you need to be doing in my estimation is preparing for when those touch points, when, when those inflection points start to open up and manifest themselves. And, uh, you know, we're seeing it with Samsung already where they're, they're obviously having um, internal conversations related to, okay, Bixby is gonna be doing less for us and we're gonna have voice other voice assistants like Neon and these other things that come up with um, that do different things. So they've got this sort of constellation approach um, to their internal voice and AI solutions. Ultimately, I think that's where Amazon and Google go too. So the more that y'all can sort of prepare and show your, your um, hard and fast case um, and, and you then start using that to win hearts and minds like you are doing, I think that I think you're doing all the right things. <laughs> We're getting there. I mean, the pandemic doesn't really help when you, can, you can't really get in front of people and speak live, that sort of thing. But um, 
Yeah, we're getting there. And, you know, I think for a while it was a lot of individuals doing different things. And we came together in November and formed uh, the IMLXL Alliance. Actually, um, my 10-year-old really came up with the name because I hadn't talked to her about it before. Probably in the last year or so, I think she's um, mature enough to be able to handle not everything. She doesn't know every single aspect of it, but to be able to handle the basic concept and to understand what's going on. And, um, you know, she said, why don't you just call it I am Alexa? And so I went to the group and they went, yeah, that makes sense. And so um, we're working to we've already submitted to become a 501 C3 so that we're able to do more work and expand the work we're doing with this. But as you know, everything is behind with the pandemic right now, including the IRS. And so, Well, I have to I have to push back on you with that a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. So so. It is and it isn't. If the pandemic hadn't come along, you know, the pandemic is a, is a forcing function on the world. It's a forcing function. And what that means, that's a mathematical term. What that means is whatever was happening prior to the pandemic, it, it comes into this function here, this big black box. And out comes out something that looks like a K, which is what, you know, talk about the K-shaped recovery. There's been people writing about that. When the pandemic started, we thought, you know what, maybe this is a V-shaped recovery where we go down here and then we did bounce right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that was not it. What it is instead is you, you enter into the pandemic personally, professionally, spiritually, whatever trajectory you're on with all these different things, you're either going up or you're, go, you're, you're crashing and burning. And the same is true for companies. If you enter the pandemic and you're kind of shaky and like not on good ground, you're gone. But if you were like reasonably on good ground, you're 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 the busiest you've ever been. That's why you hear people saying, "I'm the busiest I've ever been," and yeah. you know, I'm I, you know, I'm I'm the happy. Some people say I'm the happiest I've ever been. A friend of mine just got engaged um, oh. to someone he never would have met if it wasn't for this. So people come out and it's they're going one way or the other, and with you. In this movement, not only have you been able to galvanize it in a way where I think it would have been harder, not easier, if everybody hadn't been confined to in front of their computer, but I tell you, Lauren, the article that Alexa for Washington Post wrote about this is a supernova going off for what you're doing, and it puts you way closer to where you need to be. It's something you can always point to because it's incredible. This is a woman named Alexa writing about the issue with the parent company of the newspaper doing something with Alexa. Mm-hmm. So it it is, I can't, I, I couldn't even say what that means for you to have that written and your, your, your cause and your group. And, um, you know, without the pandemic, I don't see that uh, going down like that at all. I see that being a much more protracted process that took, took a longer time. So, you know, as you, you know, as hopefully we're, we're all exiting this pandemic together, you know, people get mad when I call it, you know, post pandemic, but, you know, whatever this next chapter is that we're all embarking on, um, you're well positioned for success. And look, I, I knew the moment that we spoke before the first conference, I could easily see you 
in front of Congress, talking, <laughs> talking or in front of a hearing, going on the record talking about this, um, because ultimately someone's going to see this as a political as a political feather in their cap that it is, where oh my goodness, we have this evidence where if te- if big tech, which we don't like, and we want to do things to them every chance we get, if big tech does this thing over here, it hurts these people over there. And yeah, I could see you on C-SPAN. And, uh, you know, to me that, and, and, and there'd be in, uh, you know, Lauren's law um, or Alexa's law, uh, either one uh, yeah. about this. And to me, that's the ultimate punctuation point, the conclusion of whatever the first chapter of this is, is that. And I, I, that's where I see this going. So keep doing everything you're doing. Thank you. I couldn't appreciate that more. Um, it, thank you very much for the vote of confidence. And uh, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. You're, you're spot on. I mean, so many things, we, we benefited from so many things. And Alexa R. did an amazing job on that article, um, you know, and especially, you know, staying neutral in the article. She did a phenomenal job. And being that she works for the Washington Post, we can't have her as part of um, our group. But I'm, but I love being connected with her, and she's so smart and amazing. And so, yeah, that article is is phenomenal. But Bradley, thank you so much. I know we have to go. We've been chatting a little while, and um, thank you so very much for coming on. And I will see you soon. I will see you um, at Project Voice in a month, month and a half, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, April twenty fifth through the twenty eighth, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Project Voice twenty twenty two. Uh, you and, and Alexa Ard from Washington Post will be uh, talking about this and, and sharing with everybody, uh, you know, what's happened and what is happening. And I think that's, that's exciting. It's one of several exciting parts of, of what's going to be uh, happening. So, Lauren, I appreciate you inviting me on. Thank you so much.